Trevor Ben Shite Size Chunks. Now, in the early days of our show, I imposed a band. What was that? What band did you impose? The Politics Band. Oh, the Politics Band. Yeah, well, that's because normally I'd go off on a bit of a rant. Yeah, and then, you know, it's hard to stop you once you're going, and then that was the show. When I'm a father's son, you see, <laughs> my dad's uh, a political ranter. But, uh, you know, over the last couple of years, I've been getting into it a little bit more interested in it. Not much. Um, but I thought we couldn't really let the big story of the week go. What's the big story of the week? Farage talking at Trump's rally? No. Oh, you're not talking Corbyn in the train, are you? I am. That <laughs> prat on a train. Don't call him a prat. He is a prat. Why is he a prat? Can you see what he tried to do, didn't you? What? He uploaded a video of him sitting on the floor mm-hmm. on a train, on a virgin train, mm-hmm. saying, look, I'm having to sit on the floor. Uh, and, you know, we, we should renationalise the railways because I'm having to sit on the floor. Quite right, I'm with him. Because there's nowhere to sit and I'm, you know, look, look at this. Outrageous. Yeah, and there wasn't anywhere to sit with him and his wife, was there? Well, you say that. What do you mean I say that? Virgin Trains then decided to take umbrage to this. Yeah, well, they got very upset. I don't know if it was Richard Branson himself or someone else. I doubt he was involved, but maybe he was. And they released CCTV footage of uh, Corbyn walking through the train aisles uh, past empty seat after empty seat after empty seat before the train eventually got fuller and fuller and he plonked himself on the floor and then started complaining. I think it was fine. Do you? Well, two things. One, he wanted to have two seats together so he could sit with his wife. Right. No, I didn't know he was married. No, I didn't know he was married. So that was a bit of a shock. (laughs) I thought it was a bitter and twisted old single man, in all honesty. She must be a patient woman. (laughs) And secondly, a lot of the other seats were were reserved, as far as I could tell. Mm. Now, Virgin have addressed that as well. And they've said that lots of their seats are marked as reserved, but lots of them go unfilled. Mm-hmm. So basically, you're welcome to sit in the reserved seats for as long as you want. If someone turns up to take it, then you clear off. Simple as that. Well, how clear do they make that on the train? Because I remember going somewhere on a, a Virgin train once, and uh, it was very busy. And no one was walking through. I was having to stand, by the way. Oh, were you? For a long way. Uh, well, at least you stood. And <laughs> and nobody came through and said, oh, you might as well sit in these seats as no one's sitting there yet. No one said that to me. So, you know, I don't blame him. But, you know, he's supposed to be the leader of the Labour Party. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's sitting on a train floor complaining like some old tramp. Which <laughs> like some old tramp. Yeah, like an old tramp. Oh, I don't know what's happened to you, Ben. You've turned into some sort of Tory boy. You would have taken oh. the first class seats he was offered. I would, you? of course, yeah. But he said, no, I'm not going to have those. No. I'm a man of the people. Man Quite right, people. too, Jeremy. And eventually, what they did was they upgraded some other family. Yeah. Um, so you're, you're assuming there's uh, at least two seats then vacated, and they got a first class seat, and then he was finally happy to sit yeah. down. What's, I don't see. I don't see what the problem is. This has all been blown up. It's another attack on Jeremy Corbyn, isn't it? It's another excuse to attack a good socialist man. They gave him plenty of options. You could have sat in a reserve <laughs> chair. You could have taken the first class seat offer. Oh, you, you didn't want that. You could have stood up. <laughs> And now I'm pointing out that he's been a complete burke and you're calling me Tory boy. Yeah, look at you, true blue. I'll tell you what you are. You're like a little Hitler. This is why people can't have this conversation properly anymore. (laughs) It's because it falls down to this. Let me put to you this little scenario. You're on a very busy train. You haven't reserved a seat. It's very busy. Mm. And it's hot. You're tired. You're going a long way, possibly uh, possibly up to six hours travelling. I don't know how long you, he was going to be on the train for. Would you stand for all that time, Ben? No, but I'd have taken the first class offer. Oh, unbelievable. Oh, you with the champagne-swilling caviar-munching elite. Trev and Ben.
Now, both you and I like animals, Ben. I do. But animals have been causing me hassle the last couple of weeks. What sort of hassle? Well, it's making me jump. Making you jump? Yeah, being in places where they shouldn't be. Being in places they shouldn't be, like a gorilla in a warehouse? Uh, Not quite, but not far off. (laughs) First of all, uh, the other night, about 11 o'clock, I'm sitting in my living room, just chilling out. Um, All the doors are now shut. You know, I've had them open because it's been a hot day, but they're shut up. I'm now just sitting in the house, chilling out. And then I saw something out the corner of my eye move. Oh, not another rat. Rat? I've never had a rat in that house. Have you had rats recently? Or mice? Mice. I've had mice. And I've had my first spider of the season. Oh. But I knew it wasn't either of those because it it was a bit too big for that. Too big? It was a cat. A cat in the house? Yeah, so I jumped out and went... Because it made me jump. (laughs) Made me jump. So I jumped out and went, What are you you doing in here? I I don't know why I'm asking the cat a question. No. It's not going to answer, is it? Let's be honest. Uh, So it shit itself and ran. And then I'm running around the house because I couldn't find it. Oh. He'd done a runner. So I'm running around the house going, Puss, puss, puss. Puss, 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 puss. Taking no notice of me. No. Cats should be taught to answer to puss. <laughs> Universal. It should be. There's no, if you're going to give a cat a name, that's fine. Like if you but, don't know someone's name in the pub, you call them mate. Exactly. Yeah. Cats should respond to puss. Because <laughs> if you don't know the cat's name, you're going to go, eh, puss, puss, puss. Dogs should respond to doggy. Or boy. Or boy. Here, doggy. Here, boy. Yeah, yeah. those things. Uh, fish should respond to um, kissing noises. That's it. Yep. Yep. They should uh, give them names by all means, but they should respond to generic calls. Mm. <laughs> How often do you need to call a fish? Uh, well, sometimes you, you might need to communicate with them. I used to do it when I had tropical fish. There were times, and I'm not quite sure why I did it, in all honesty, but there were times when I would sit by the tank just sort of going, just to see if I would get any reaction okay. from the fish. One way to pass the time. I am. Um, I can't say I got a reaction from the fish. There were a couple of times I, I like to think that uh, certainly the big sort of um, catfish I had would come and sucker up to the glass. <laughs> Good God. So I thought, I'm puckering, he's suckering. There's surely there's some sort of relationship being formed here between me and my pet fish. Whatever you get up to in the privacy of your own home is none of my business. Well, we were happy. <laughs> that's all you need to know. So anyway, I'm running around my house. This is the cat that's been tormenting the tortoise. Oh, no. I know that he's a cheeky, cheeky little number. And have you checked on the tortoise since? Is he all right? The tortoise is fine. I was out there with him this morning tickling his chin. He's absolutely fine. Um, So I'm running around the house, can't find this cat. But also, I'm freaking out because I don't know how this thing's got in. And then I uh, went in the bathroom and there it is climbing out the bathroom window. Now, my bathroom window isn't easy to get to. He has to climb on the neighbour's roof. And then onto my window. So when I say roof, I don't mean the roof on the top of the house. I sort of mean a lean-to roof. Oh, I see. And then jump onto the windowsill. But then he also had to push the window open wider than it actually was to get in. Hmm. And then he was climbing out. And I thought, oh, I've caught you. I've caught you. And he gave me that look as if to say, oh, no, I shouldn't have been in. But they say curiosity kills the cat, don't mm. they? And uh, I wouldn't kill it, obviously. Did it fall to its death? Um, well, I haven't seen it since. That's, oh. the, that's the sad thing. I mean, mm. it could be, it could have fallen and is now rotting in next door's garden. Let's hope not. But I should think I just frightened it a little bit. With a tortoise slowly eating its rotting corpse. Final revenge for Mr. Tortoise. That would be extraordinary. <laughs> I don't think tortoises eat that much meat. You know that cat killer that's on the loose in Croydon at the moment? Do you think it's just my tortoise? I think it is. Just my tortoise going on the rampage. Yeah. He's learned how to slit open cats. 
<laughs> That's a terrible thought. I'd hate to think that my tortoise would be responsible for that. Yeah, he's my prime suspect now. I reckon if we were to draw a circle on the map of the radius of all the Croydon cat attacks, yeah. your house would be at the centre of that circle. Well, let's not do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that was the first animal problem I had. The second animal problem I had was um, I took my godson camping with his dad this week. Very nice. And on the morning of the day that we were coming home, I was in the tent with my godson and his dad was outside just getting some stuff ready to pack up. And I heard him say, Trev, Trev, can you just come out for a minute? And I said, yeah, yeah, I'll be out in a minute. And then my godson went, oh, I'm coming out. And his dad said, no, no, you stay in. Ooh. Now, I don't like that. Stern. That means there's something that a child shouldn't see or hear going to happen. Yeah. So so I go out, and my mate is standing by his car, looking a little bit freaked out. And he says to me, look, look at the state of my boot. There was food waste everywhere, rubbish. And I said, well, all that stuff in the car was basically all of our plates and stuff and leftovers from the night before and because it had rained quite heavily uh, what he'd done is he just shoveled everything into a bag and then just before he went to bed threw the bag in the back of the car sounds very organized well we're like that when we're camping (laughs) so i said well when you threw the bag in the back of the car before you went to bed last night did you literally just chuck it in and it's all just fallen out he went no no i tucked it down the side it was all fine i said are you sure Hmm. he went yep So I said, well, that means that something has been in the car. Presumably, something's still in the car. Well, yes, because I said, well, you clearly must have locked the car. Yeah. He went, yes. So he said, said, do you think it's a fox? (laughs) Unlikely. I said, well, I think you would have seen a fox (laughs) get in the car. And secondly, I reckon you'd still see it now. Yeah. And then he said, well, is it it a uh, rat, do you think? I said, oh, let's hope not, because I think a rat would have done a lot more damage. Mm, trying I to escape, yeah. Even a mouse. I'm not even sure you'd find a mouse if it was in the car somewhere. So what was it? Well, I said to him, I think I know what it might be. So we started rummaging around, and in the tent bag, the empty tent bag in the back of his boot, curled up, was a hedgehog. Oh. And basically what happened is the hedgehog had uh, got into the bag whilst it was outside the tent, and then when he picked it up, obviously the hedgehog was still there. Now, if that had been a rat or a mouse in a bag, as you picked it up, I think you would have known because mm. it would have gone mental. <laughs> Whereas a hedgehog just rolls itself up, doesn't it? Yeah. And, of course, the hedgehog had made a mess because it had pulled all the stuff out of the bag. It had eaten a lot of the leftovers. It had shit everywhere. Lovely. <laughs> it was hedgehog shit everywhere. But I was delighted. Now, did you scream at it? What are you doing here? No. no? Uh, my, my mate was a little bit more like, I can't believe he's in my car. <laughs> I said, well, it's sort of your fault. You put him in there. So, um, so you'll quiz a cat, but not a hedgehog? Yeah, I'm not quizzing a hedgehog. Okay. Because I don't know a hedgehog's personality well enough. A cat, I reckon you can question, <laughs> and it's not going to cause you too many hassles. Hedgehog, I don't know. Fair enough. I don't know what sort of attitude they have. So, uh, so I had to pick the hedgehog up in a little blanket and move it over to the hedgerow and send it to freedom. Hmm. So you didn't have a tennis racket with you then? (laughs) I wasn't going to kill a hedgehog. I did say I'd cook it. No! But you need clay. Yes, I've heard you need clay. Yeah, you need to wrap it in clay so that when it's cooked, you put it apart and it takes all the prickles out. Trevor Ben's Shite Size Chunks. Now, when I was young, I used to like playing football in the garden. Now, there's a problem, though, with football in the garden. If you put jumpers down as goalposts, Mm -hmm. then there's the unwritten thing about where the crossbar is. 
Oh, I never bothered about a crossbar. Well, you have to bother about a crossbar because at what point is the goalie beaten and at what point has it gone over the goalie and over the bar, the invisible bar, the imaginary bar? At what point does that happen? At what point do you agree if you've been beaten by a good shot or they've missed? I don't remember any discussion about uh, crossbar, the height of the goal. I don't. I just don't remember any conversation about that. Well, as you know, I'm quite argumentative at times. No. <laughs> so that was a source of arguments as to whether or not, you know, it had gone in or not. Yeah. So the only way I could see around this was having to buy or ask my parents to buy a set of goalposts. Oh, I always wanted a set of goalposts. Did you I, get one? I was lucky. My, my parents managed to treat me to the goalposts and I was a very happy boy. Very nice. But I saw someone in Croydon who had the similar idea he wanted to give his child some entertainment mm-hmm. but maybe just didn't have the funds on him or maybe maybe he did have the funds on him he was just the cheapest dad in the world ever i was walking through uh, one of the shopping centers and you know you get those toys you get where you sort of put the kid normally infants put them in the sort of helicopter or the little toy oh yeah car. the little ride thing that's it and you put 50p in and then it, it sort of jaunts back yeah. and forward and plays a little tune yeah. for about a minute and then it stops and then the kid wants it Again, usually. Again and again. And that just carries on until your wallet's empty. Yeah. Well, maybe it was a bad time. Maybe he'd used up all his money and was resorting to his next best idea. But as I walked past this guy, he he put his child in the car and then was shaking it like King Kong. <laughs> he thought, I'm not going to put any money into this thing. This'll bloody do. And he was just shaking it. The child looked terrified. Was the car moving at all? It was almost being pulled off its hinges, yeah. Blimey, because yeah. you have to shake those things pretty hard to get them to move <laughs> well, he was doing a good job i i uh, i once was uh, with my friend and their little son and the son wanted to go in one of those things mm. and um they were they refused to pay the money because it was i think they're more than 50p now quite expensive oh are they about one pound 50 i think or maybe i've misjudged him yeah they're quite they're not cheap <laughs> so we put the child in and um all we did was because to be fair if you tell the child that oh it's broken that's all you need to say. Yeah. Oh, I've tried to put the money in, dear, but it's uh, oh, it's not working. I tell you what, cruel, isn't it? Lying to a child—that's like saying, "Oh, yeah, if the ice cream man's sirens playing, that means yeah. he's run out of ice cream." That's Sorry, right, yeah. yeah. So you say, "Oh, it's not working." I've put the money in; it's not working. But a child, all they want to do is pretend they're driving a vehicle. Yeah. So you put them in, give them two minutes. They pretend to drive, and you go, mm, "You make the noise." They're quite happy. I still get a bit of a kick if you're sitting upstairs on the bus in the very first seat. And you feel a bit like you're driving the bus then. Yeah. That still gives me a little bit of a kick, so I can understand that. Do you look down the little periscope thing? I, no, I don't. But, I, you know, recently I told you about the um, bus driver who I punched once. Yes, yes, that's right, yes. Yeah, he once told me as well that that little periscope thing you're talking about. Yeah. Um, some youths once were on his bus and were blowing cannabis smoke. <laughs> They'd smashed the periscope. Oh, excellent! Blowing cannabis smoke down to him, <laughs> so he was getting involuntarily high off them. It was great. I wouldn't want to be on that bus. No, um, doing those things to save money, though. I mean, we we used to do things as a kid, like um, uh, I think I've told you this before that we would make uh, all of our Christmas presents. Oh, you mean homemade stuff? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you know, one year we made uh, all the sort of ladies in our family bath salts. And all the uh, all the males pen holders, which right. was just a, a tin can with uh, a bit of wallpaper around it and a transfer of a car on it or a fish or something. Mm. So we used to do that. Uh, I thought I was disappointed one Christmas when um, me and my brother would also make each other a present, and I spent a lot of time making him a um, 
uh, I don't know how to describe it, a bit of material that would hang on the end of a table that was all kind of glitter lettering. That was uh, his magic show. Okay. So it was like he'd have a table, he'd get his magic tricks out, and this was like his showbiz sort of logo type thing. Oh, I see. On a bit of fabric. You know, very showbiz. Put a lot of time and effort into that. I was very proud of it. Yep. Do you know what he made me? What? A Star Wars spaceship. Now, I was a huge Star Wars fan. You don't want what is essentially a washing up bottle painted silver <laughs> with a slit cut in it which is the doors no it's the thought that counts i probably was very polite but i remember thinking what the fuck is this <laughs> i spent all this time making you this wonderful showbiz piece of paraphernalia and what have i got mm-hmm. a piece of plastic painted silver don't tell me this is a star wars fucking spaceship <laughs> i mean like a star wars spaceship i was gutted mm. i was gutted uh, finally though you mentioned ice creams yes and when i was a kid my parents never or very rarely only if we were on holiday would we be allowed to go to the ice cream van so whenever i heard the ice cream van in the summer you go mum mum can can we please have an ice cream no no you can't have an ice cream and because there's something about that kind of whipped ice cream isn't there yeah Yeah, you're mr whippy something about that and my mum would always say i'll make you one Mm. and oh you know she'd have some cheap ice cream you know from b jam or what's now Iceland. All right. Really cheap ice cream, a really cheap sort of horrible cornet. And she'd have some cheap sort of flake equivalent that she'd chuck in it. <laughs> and she'd go, this is just as good as the ice cream van. Fucking wasn't. Never. never. You know, my mum tried, but it wasn't as good. Never. Trev and Ben. And that's it for this podcast. Don't forget you can get in touch with us anytime over the next seven days on Twitter. At Trev and Ben. And we'll be back with another podcast next week. Trev and Ben's Shite Size Chunks. 